Dignity and Care, the podcast of Center for Child Protection at the Pontifical Gregorian University in Rome. Friday, 4th June 21. In Germany, the Archbishop of Munich, Cardinal Reinhard Marx, publishes his resignation. Nobody expected this step at that time. Marx wants to take responsibility for the unsuccessful processing of lots of cases of sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. For me, it's basically about taking responsibility for what has happened in the Church. The Church, which should be a place of healing, of hope, of confidence. The fright about sexual abuse in the Church to this extent has accompanied us since 2010, and it didn't move, not for me, nor for many others. You listen to our podcast, Dignity and Care. Our topic today is the meaning of resignations. We talk to Father Hans Seuner, director of the Center for Child Protection in Rome. My name is Henrik Evers. Father Hans, although nobody blames Mark directly at the moment, he offered the Pope his resignation. Did this step surprise you? Yes, it did. Um, yes, we knew that uh, there are some questions about mishandling a case um, by Cardinal Marx when he was bishop in Trier that had come up uh, over the last weeks uh, and months. However, uh, at the moment, um, as you say, there is no direct allegation uh, that would necessitate a resignation also according to church law. So um, it was a surprise uh, to me as for, for many, many others. Now you have a direct comparison. There's a big scandal these weeks about sexual abuse in the Archdiocese Cologne. Cardinal Rainer Maria Wölki is Archbishop in Cologne. He had a legal opinion draw up, did not publish it because of legal issues, as he said. Then he hired another lawyer to have a new legal opinion on the same cases. The process takes a month now and critics say he wants to protect his churchmen. Many people demand Cardinal Wölki to resign, but he doesn't. In your opinion, is it the right behavior to stick to the post as hard as rock while people are running away from church? Now, of course, when one can uh, say the same as the president of the uh, German Bishops' Conference has said, that the, the handling of uh, the whole process uh, in the Archdiocese of Cologne was a catastrophe. I mean, this is uh, Bishop Betzing who called it like that. Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that, uh, there is a fundamental question here. Do we really in the church see mainly and f uh, as the most important point in uh, the dealing with the crimes of the past Uh, legal questions, legal issues, canonical cases, or do we take also the moral responsibility? And as I've said in other circumstances, uh, I believe that it is the moral responsibility of the church uh, that she, the church, and uh, its representatives, uh, so uh, people um, like cardinals, bishops, priests, um, proclaim that this moral responsibility is higher than, uh, let me say, politicians or uh, school teachers or sports trainers have. So we need also to apply higher moral standards to our handling of cases of abuse, to our behavior, our neglectfulness, 
our denial and our attempts to cover up. And therefore, I believe that it is necessary that we uh, take the responsibility for even for things that, legally speaking, may not be punishable um, and uh, that we go uh, beyond uh, just um, some questions that could be resolved by lawyers. Uh, what is lacking in the perspective in the report, uh, the second report um, uh, by a law firm in Cologne is, from my point of view, the moral responsibility and, as it is called in the um, in the paper itself, when, when the archdiocese um, asked this law firm to do that report, uh, the self-understanding of the church. This is left out, as, as far as I see, uh, in this legal opinion. Mm -hmm. In your view, what could have happened in, in an ideal case? First uh, of all, uh, the Cardinal, when he announced in March 2020 uh, that uh, he would publish the first report uh, and he would give all the names, uh, uh, and a few weeks later, or better, a few days later, he uh, then uh, withdraw uh, his proposal and his promise, then he should have explained himself better. He should have made uh, clear why that happened and um, and what he thought were uh, the reasons why he had to withdraw that. And he should have been transparent about what brought him to the change of opinion within only a few uh, days or a few weeks. Mm. Uh, so um, uh, one major problem from the beginning was that he said one thing, we will be completely transparent, And then a few days later, he withdraws that. And, and people then have, already then, they had lost uh, confidence and trust. The second major mistake was when um, he called for a press conference uh, and he invited the representatives of the survivors in the diocese. Um, and he confronted them with uh, the report and and he explained that the survivors um, had agreed that this report would not uh, go out and that there would be a second law firm and, and that they would um, follow more strictly the privacy laws, etc., etc. Uh, whereas at least some members of that um, group of survivors in the archdiocese uh, felt that they were then used or you could also say abused again mm -hmm. uh, because it was somehow um, the fig leaf for the public, or it should have been. Uh, but, of course, as we know, it backfired because uh, then some members of this uh, group um, stepped out of uh, of their work with the archdiocese and were very angry and are uh, feeling uh, ag uh, again uh, they, f they felt abused and uh, some are still very angry at um, the whole handling of the case. Mm -hmm. And what should happen now? Not for the church, but for the victims? Of course, um, much has been, much confidence, much trust has been destroyed and it, it will be very, very difficult to rebuild trust because you cannot go Uh, and on the pulpit or on the corners of the streets and say, listen, now we are willing to do um, better and uh, now we are completely transparent and mm -hmm. uh, and now you can trust us again. And that, mm -hmm. that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, trust is always a byproduct. Uh, what I mean by this is trust is something that grows over time and it builds on the experience that uh, the person in whom I trust acts 
according to his or her words. And if that trust is broken, and if you always um, need to be suspicious about whether the, the person does really what uh, he or she pretends to do, and you cannot be sure about that, uh, at least to 99%, but you, you doubt it continuously, then trust cannot grow again. So back to Cardinal Marx, he justified his resignation as follows. The danger trying to solve this issue of sexual abuse in an administrative way only is not enough for me. It is about a reform and a renewal of a church as a whole. Both belong together for individual failure, but also for institutional reform. And that is ultimately what the bishop stands for. What does he mean by reform and renewal he speaks about? Now, I think the most important point here is that you have a very important person in the church, a cardinal, the Archbishop of Munich, a member of the uh, C6, so the, the, the inner circle uh, of advisors to Pope Francis, the former president of the Bishops' Conference in Germany and to the Bishops' Conferences in Europe, who says one thing, it's not only a personal mistake, It's not only an individual crime uh, abuse and its cover-up is institu institutional failure or means a systemic uh, failure. Mm -hmm. and, and that is the most important uh, point that I would make and that the Cardinal has in different ways uh, alluded to in his, um, in his letter to the Pope. And th this, this means a lot because uh, we have come out of the understanding that Uh, we can solve uh, the problem of abuse by punishing the perpetrators, by listening to uh, victims, uh, by um, uh, paying uh, money or uh, supplying uh, therapy sessions uh, for victims and survivors individually. All this is necessary, mm -hmm. but we need to go beyond. And the, the, the sense for that, the understanding and the willingness to really discuss that has obviously reached now the point where uh, the church, uh, at least in such a high-ranking representative like Cardinal Marx, acknowledges the, the need for institutional reform, as he calls it. And the re renewal and reform could mean, for example, how is power in the church monitored and how is it divested? Mm -hmm. Is uh, the bishop the ruler uh, of everything in his diocese? Is he uh, the one who gives the law, who executes the law and controls himself? No. In the, uh, so we need to come to, to at least a debate on how this could um, be um, uh, changed and how this could be lived out in a way so that uh, the, the danger of abusing power or uh, of negligence um, of, um, of law is minimized. Mm -hmm. You have uh, spoken to lots of victims of sexual abuse all over the world. Um, what do you think um, uh, or what do you know uh, victims expect from the church now? Is it enough to say, okay, uh, the bishop doesn't have much power anymore? No, certainly for many victims um, uh, with whom I am in a constant uh, contact, it is important uh, that uh, we as a church community, um, leaders and faithful at every level and in every sector of life realize that abuse 
is a reality and has been a reality for, for many years, for decades, for centuries, and that we really take responsibility for what harm has been done and how deep wounds have been inflicted on people, vulnerable people, innocent people. This is the first, yeah, I would say, a demand that many victims express. But also there, I see, um, at least among some victims, um, as, uh, the reflection on where does that come from and how can we make sure that this institution that reaches every corner uh, of the world, that is present in, in all societies, um, uh, can do better uh, for people in vulnerable situations and can also help societies at large to cope with uh, the reality of abuse in families, in, in sports associations, in public schools, etc., etc. They want to make sure that uh, we can, as a church, we can model the fight uh, for a safer church and for a safer world. Mm -hmm. In Germany, there's an advisory board for those affected called Eckiger Tisch, which is uh, translated as uh, Angular Table in English, an independent society for people who suffered from sexual abuse in the church. Their chairman is Matthias Katsch. Above all, we want help and support, reassessment and compensation. In the structure of the church, the bishops are the highest officials and power holders. If the system has failed as fundamentally as it is here, it is only logical that these officials assume responsibility. To say, I take responsibility beyond the question of whether I was guilty of something or whether it is criminally relevant. Marx understood that it is about a systemic failure. I think his resignation is consistent and that demands respect from me. He speaks of support, reassessment and compensation. What do you say as scientists? Is there any way to make amends for the suffering they have experienced? Can trust be restored at all? Before I start uh, entering into that, my understanding comes from many, many conversations, email exchanges, meetings, encounters with survivors and victims of abuse. In German, we have also the word Betroffene, those who have gone through abuse, uh, have experienced it, but they define themselves as people uh, who carry the, the scar of the abuse, but um, they don't want to be identified neither as victims nor as survivors, but they, they say that they have moved on. Unfortunately, that word uh, is not available in English easily. Um, in English, you have also other expressions like thrivers, um, uh, so people who who came out of the abuse and now they thrive in life. Um, mm. But what I want to say with this is that there are people uh, who have experienced uh, different uh, types of abuse um, and you see many different ways um, how survivors or those affected of abuse um, deal with it and and accordingly you have different accents in what they think is the most important uh, area um, when it comes to how the church should act um, in the face of abuse mm -hmm. so some would ask more for Uh, therapeutic support. Many ask for the support of a community which they feel uh, is close to them because they 
they feel that they they are those who somehow are excluded are if you wish excommunicated from the church because they are those who talk about the dirty things in the church and they don't feel welcomed for many of them um, sexual abuse of course was traumatizing but even more traumatic was uh, the reaction of church officials once they tried to report uh, the abuse. So um, there is, there is for many, I believe, especially those who are still connected to the Catholic Church, and there are many of them uh, who find their their home, their spiritual home, in parishes or in other um, institutions, or at least in the faith uh, in, within the Catholic Church. Of course, many have left the church and and Christendom, etc. But for for many, that is also a huge longing to find a community in which they feel um, welcomed. Mm. Then um, the question of how to deal with the past, um, um, which in, in German we have the word Aufklärung and the word Aufarbeitung. Uh, so uh, unfortunately then, uh, are not, that is not easily expressed in English. What it means is doing justice to uh, the, the, the deeds of the past and doing justice to the victims. Uh, of abuse, uh, knowing about the reasons why uh, the abuse happened, and knowing uh, about the sheer numbers, the, the, the sheer facts, um, acknowledging uh, the crimes that have been committed uh, and uh, not hiding and not downplaying um, the responsibility also of those who have covered up the abuse. And finally, for some victims, it is a very important question, um, the financial compensation. Of course, according to the legal system, there are there is a great variety uh, and different levels of uh, financial numbers. Um, in the United States, you would have for each person who mm -hmm. has been abused in the mean, in the average, you would have one million dollars uh, as a compensation. So compared to that, the European numbers, the German, the, the Austrian uh, numbers are very, very small. Um, so there has been uh, also uh, the attempt recently to establish a new scheme for that. Uh, however, uh, as I said, um, I, uh, at least this is my experience, uh, that some uh, victims, survivors of abuse would favor or would prioritize one over the other. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is one of my experiences that uh, you have also to respect the differences in opinion. So there is no easy solution. Uh, you have to talk together. Yes, this this would be. The, I I believe this would be uh, the the greatest help that um, um, sur individual survivors and groups of survivors can, on a regular basis, um, interact uh, with church officials, with church institutions, with offices, and so forth. And they don't. They, they don't need to be invited. They, they can they can step up. They can they can demand that. They can ask for a meeting. They can mm -hmm. propose um, regulations. They can uh, discuss that. And and this is also what many survivors don't uh, feel and, and don't experience that they are taken um, at the same level. Mm -hmm. So maybe one last uh, thought about resignation, because that's the topic today. Uh, just yesterday, uh, just six days after the publication of Marx's withdrawal request, Pope Francis refused his request. Marx should stay in office and he should stay on the path he took, Pope Francis said. 
church experts were surprised. Now, Marx has to go his way to deal with the abuse scandal, also in Munich. Can he now appear as a credible archbishop? I would go with Cardinal Marx's statement yesterday when he had learned about uh, the Pope's response. He himself said that he was surprised about the type of response. Uh, and, and this is to your question, uh, he said that we need to continue to work, okay, here at the local level. Uh, since the Pope wants me to continue as the Archbishop, I uh, am willing to do that. Uh, I am uh, pledging now that we need to work more consistently uh, and more coherently uh, towards um, a safer church of Munich and Freising, of his diocese. Um, we need to work towards um, a better understanding of what are the institutional and systemic roots of abuse and cover-up. And, and now, uh, as, as I said before, the trust and the credibility of him as the archbishop will depend on whether... These words that he pronounced yesterday mm. will will have uh, a follow-up in concrete measures, in concrete allocation of means, uh, and uh, it will also be measured according to how much he will invest himself uh, also in what has been called uh, the, the institutional reform and the renewal, the spiritual renewal, and also the institutional renewal of the church. Well, I'm sure we will have much more to discover and to learn over the next month and years. We thank Father Hans Solner, Director of the Center for Child Protection in Rome, for being with us. Thank you for joining us. We would be happy to see you again in our next episode. At the microphone, Henrik Evers says goodbye. Dignity and Care, the podcast of Center for Child Protection at the Pontifical Gregorian University in Rome. A production by the Catholic Media Company, St. Michaelsbund.